Welcome to our podcast, What I Didn't Learn at Harvard, where super connectors who will be talking about how to network smartly in a post-pandemic world. I'm your host and moderator, Rajiv Jadav. I'm a reputation management strategist and social impact activist. My co-host is Victor Lee. He's our Harvard alum, and he will be guiding us through all the things he's learned about networking since he graduated. In the episodes that follow, you'll be hearing from experts who do networking well. Welcome to another exciting episode of things I didn't learn at Harvard. Today, we're joined by a very special guest. Today, we're joined by Heather Crockett. Who is Heather Crockett, you might ask? (laughs) I'm reading her LinkedIn, and this is what her headline reads as. I solved the need for trusted and efficient single point of contact for mortgage lenders out of state settlement needs. And I'm looking at her LinkedIn banner, which which is a beautiful picture of her company, True Concept Title Company, which the headline of which is buying, selling, or refinancing. You have a choice. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So Heather, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to have you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Heather, like uh, very, very quickly, and this might seem like a strange question to ask, and maybe <laughs> it's a strange first question to ask, but okay. why, why was it that, like, what motivated you to accept our invite to be <laughs> featured on this podcast, which is largely about relationships, networking, communication, you know, care to, uh, like, share with us? Well, Victor kind of strong-armed me, so <laughs> I didn't think I had a choice. Okay, so, no. <laughs> no, I was introduced to Victor, and him and I just connected, and I liked his energy. He liked my energy, apparently. Um, you know, I didn't scare him off, I guess. <laughs> and um, yeah, he just he just brought it up, and I said, well, sure, why not? So here we are. Awesome, awesome. So uh, I guess just to kind of really take this... Uh, on the chin, so to speak, or hit it on the nose, is what, like when I say networking, what is the, what are the images or thoughts or feelings that stir up for you in your mind, in your heart? So I love networking. I have always loved meeting new people, learning about them, like learning their experiences, their background, where they came from, right? Everybody has a unique story and and therefore unique perspectives on things. But I love learning about their story, like where they came from, how they got where they are. I just find it so interesting. So I personally, I've always loved networking and just getting to know know people. Um, so so yeah, that that's pretty much. That's, that's how I feel about it. I know, I know some people are very like, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? 
not hesitant, but you know what I mean? You know, when you say networking, they cringe. Yeah, right, right. Like throw them into a room of like a thousand people and they're like, what do I do? (laughs) And, you know, I'm just more like, hey, how are you? You know, I'll just, I'll walk up to people. (laughs) I I think that's great, Heather. I mean, one of the reasons I asked you to be on the podcast is because you really embody, I think, a lot of the qualities that I think, you know, make somebody good at networking, mm-hmm. but also you're very good at articulating what those qualities are because, and hopefully people can pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. So okay. for example, you know, you and I met on a networking group right. and, and we sort of clicked and, you know, so even what you said at the beginning, right? The, the clicking is important mm-hmm. and you can't connect with everybody. So you right. really have to find the people that you connect with. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and so you can get to know them on a deeper level, like you were just saying. Right. So I think that's really the, the, the perfect place to start. Yeah. And, you know, I even, I always tend to, you know, I watch body language and I, I can usually tend to point out the people that are uncomfortable too in the situation. And I always make sure I seek them out too and just go up to them and talk to them because, you know, I know I'm, not in the majority probably where I like to talk to people and, you know, just go up to everybody. Um, I know there are a lot of people that don't, but you know, it's like, it's like public speaking when they say, if you're nervous, just pretend like the audience is naked. Right. (laughs) But I mean, people that are uncomfortable with it probably should just know that most of the other people are, are uncomfortable with it too. So they're not, they're not alone. Um, you know, fake it until you make it maybe, um, but just, just get out there because most of the other people are uncomfortable with it too. So, right. That's very funny because I think you're right. A lot of people go into these networking events and like, oh my God, you know, I'm all alone. People are going to notice and people aren't going to notice because they're too busy worried about themselves. Yes. How they are, they're all by themselves. Great point. Yes. Yep, exactly. So, so yep. I don't want to put it this way, but you know, nobody cares about you, right? They care about yes, themselves. Yes, right? yes, right. Not in a bad way, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> but so, yes, you're right. They're too concerned about how they're feeling and who's noticing them. Yes. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not like that sometimes. I, I mean, I'm, it's not that I'm not like that sometimes, but I just move past it. Like, yes. because I know what we're saying, like, you know exactly and, and one of the actually in, the, in an earlier episode um, the tip you'd mentioned is exactly the same one that we had suggested right which is you go into a room because often i think people are they're reluctant to interrupt a conversation also right because you don't want to butt yeah. in but you don't want to stand around like a lump on a log if other people are talking right you find someone yeah. it can be yes yeah. so, so you find that person is by themselves right, right? <laughs> looking yep. very nervous and, yes. and so there, that's, a, I think, an excellent place to start yeah. because, you know, they'll be relieved. You've kind of been a friend for life. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Kind of go from and there. And, you know, one of the other things, too, I'll suggest to people that are uncomfortable with that kind of thing is get there early. Like, if you're, if you're not a person that's going to move around the room and introduce yourself, get there early and, like, get your spot wherever you're comfortable, whether it's Maybe it's by the door to see who's coming in, or maybe it's at the bar if it's, you know. That's mine. That's my. Um, but let spot. like let people come in kind of around you rather than you having to walk it. It's it's less overwhelming, right? Because 
then it's kind of the crowd is kind of building around you. Whereas if you walk into the room and all of a sudden there's already 500 people there, you're like, oh, great. Where am I going to go? Yes. You know, know, Heather, I think that's like a brilliant point. And I must confess that that's a strategy that I I have, uh, I guess, subconsciously employed myself, Mm -hmm. but for, for slightly different reasons. So for example, I usually go there early, like a prime example last night. So this was a fashion show at Times Square at the Pod Hotel uh, mm-hmm. at Serafina in the Sky. I guess that's a lot of specificity there. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, so the, the thing is that it was like slotted to start at seven till midnight in the evening. Uh-huh. So now we're in summer here in New York City and uh, like it becomes dark probably at 8.30-ish, you know, in mm-hmm. the night. So going there at 7 or even 7.15, it was still a lot of light in the sky. This was a rooftop. And going okay. there early, to your point, is when, like, there would be fewer people there. And those people are either minding their own business or just kind of being there, perhaps mm-hmm. waiting for more people to show up. And that's actually a good a way to kind of find people that are there and strike up conversations then because right. then there's you're not really butting into an existing pre-existing conversation and secondly usually mm-hmm. at that time people are kind of like let's say bored so to speak because <laughs> the event hasn't started yet right and you coming up to say hello and how are you type thing is just right. they're going to be a lot more receptive yeah for sure because they're just eager and hungry for some kind of human contact yeah which yeah then you know making available <laughs> quite easily so right. I mean, that, that that's how I use mm-hmm. that yeah and and oftentimes you know in those let's say early hours so to speak during an event like this mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to kind of first of all see who's in the room because well in this case this is like it's not typically a networking event, it's a party, but mm-hmm. right. especially when you go there earlier, fewer people, you can also see very quickly who's around mm-hmm. you because right. there's less of a crowd. And then right. you can also map out the room to a degree to then know, mm-hmm. oh, okay, fine, you know, I see yeah. someone else over there that I like talk to. So after right. kind of having a quality conversation with this person, then you can like go over, you know, and introduce yourself to the other person. So right. it does have some... I think very specific advantages of you know, yeah. early. So to our listeners, please take note. <laughs> there's, there's also a, a weird psychological trick to, to being there early. And it goes to what you just said, Heather, like, you know, if, if you walk into an event and it's already going, right? It's like, you're trying to enter this new environment. If you're right. there early and somebody new comes in and you approach them, right? Mm-hmm. You're part of the original environment. Right. So they're yep. new. And so it's the the, the mm. trick is it's almost like you're a host mm. because yes. they're they're walking yeah. in and you you can sort of welcome them even yes. if you're not the host right so it kind of puts you in a slightly different position vis-a-vis that person yeah so I, I think those are great so it sounds like you do a lot of networking so do you have tips and suggestions about how, what events to go to when you go to an event so now you've met a bunch of people. How do you decide who you want to stay with? Sorry, I know I've got about five questions. Yeah, do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. I'm just eager to get your advice. Well, actually, it wasn't even networking per se, like especially pre-COVID. It was um, like these conventions and stuff or, you know, yeah, I won't say like parties, but mostly conventions, you know, <laughs> like sales conventions and 
um, organizational conventions, events, that type of e-trade shows, you know, that type of stuff. It it doesn't it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be dubbed as a networking event, but it's all kind of the same. Like, you know, like Rajiv was saying, you know, last night he, it was more of a party type of thing, but it's all encompassing, right? Because it, it's all it's all the same thing. It's all going to a place where there's going to be a lot of people, whether you're going by yourself or maybe just a couple of people, but it's still, you're, you're forced to kind of get out of your comfort zone and talk to different people, right? Yes. So, yeah. I know also, I think recently, didn't you have go on a road show or I know you went to a bunch of trade shows? Yeah, I was at a bunch of trade shows. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions in, in terms of trade shows? Because, you know, you're there, to represent your company, mm-hmm. but then everybody else is there to sell you something. Right. So how do you kind of sort through all those? Um, so I prefer having a vendor table at the trade shows. Um, it doesn't always happen that way, obviously. I prefer that though, because then I guess I kind of have a spot and I can draw people in to that spot. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make more sense? Sure. They, they um, sort of self-select if they have no interest in your product yeah right but i mean it it also gives me a reason to talk to people so like i had at at one of the last trade shows i did i had water bottles and snacks for people along with you know a canvas tote bag um but that gave me an opportunity to say because it was something useful right? right like all those little tchotchke items, you can still do it with the tchotchke items, but I thought the water and the snacks were, yeah, were more useful to people. You know, I'd have a water bottle, like I'd stand in front of the table. I know a lot of people when they do ben- vendor booths, you know, sit behind the table and kind of wait for people to approach them or maybe hope that people <laughs> approach them. Right. I'm not like that at a vendor booth. At, when I set up a vendor booth, I am out in front and I am like present, you know, right. and, wow. and I'm engaging with people as they walk by. So um, you know, even if it's, hey, here, have, have a water, you look thirsty. And right. if, if that if that prompts a conversation, great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. But I, I engage with as many people as I can, you know, that way. Yeah, um, that's, so that's so I prefer to have a, a table, but if not, I mean, I kind of do the same thing, you know, I just find... I find a reason to talk to somebody, especially if they're by their by themselves, because a lot of times I'm going to these by myself. Um, and honestly, I find that most people appreciate it. You know, if you if you come up to them and start talking to them, because you know, I think a, a lot of us like our default mechanism at, at events like that. If there's a lot of people and they're by themselves, is this right? Yeah, they're right, staring yes. at their phone. And he, and even at a restaurant, like if you notice at a restaurant, you know if somebody's whole family gets up and they're the only ones sitting at the table. It's like, all of a sudden that phone comes out, you know, right? because they feel like they have to look busy maybe, or they're, cause they're uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I look for people that are doing that and, you know, maybe I'm interrupting them, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, you strike up a conversation with it. And I feel like for the most, for the most part, like I said, I think people kind of appreciate it. Cause then they're not, then they don't feel like they're by themselves. Yeah. That's yeah. And also just to add to that, I think is that, you know, one of the other, let's say, excuses or even validations of that approach, mm-hmm. I think is that, hey, this is, even if it's an, a convention or if it's a networking event, like it's very apparent as to what the overarching goal of mm-hmm. being there is. Right. So obviously if you're at, let's say a convention, it is to meet people. So 
if you're right. there, somebody approaches you, that's to be expected because that's why you're there. And if right. you're like on your right. phone, looking down, scrolling through social media or whatever, or right. checking email, right. like someone coming up to you to say hello kind of like helps you out in a big way because it's saving you the effort of doing so yourself. Right, so, right. So yeah. I, I think it's like a win-win-win on all fronts. Yep, I agree. And so because, Heather, I mean, I know you go to you know, trade shows where they're you know much more sales driven and you know, sort of general networking events like the ones where you and I met. Do you, have, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts about how, who do you follow up with? How do you follow up? What are you looking for, you know, from people, um, you know, in, in the follow-ups kind of, is there, can you just take us through your thought process? Yeah. So, so that's a good question. Um, because, you know, networking, networking with people that you think like they, maybe they're not a client, they, or they wouldn't be a client, but maybe they know somebody who would be a client. Right. Right. So, so, so I prioritize them for sure. Um, so I prioritize the people that could potentially be my clients. Right. Right. And that would be, that would be for the most part lenders, mortgage lenders. Um, so I prioritize them first. So maybe that first week or those first couple of days after the conference, I'm following up with them first. And then, and then maybe say the other vendors at the trade show where they're not necessarily my clients. They wouldn't necessarily be my clients, but maybe they know somebody and they're in, they're in the industry. To, to a potential client. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's that six degrees of separation, separation, right. you know, like who know, who knows who. And sometimes it's, not who you know directly, but who you know indirectly, that could be your next big client. You just, you don't know. You don't right. know where that person's going to come from. Okay. So, so we, like you and I met on a, at a general networking event. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had somebody in a completely unrelated field after they hear what you're doing, ever say, oh, my cousin, you need to talk to my cousin because he's a mortgage lender. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as long as you're, you're clear with what you do and kind of what you look for, people understand, because I can tell you that title insurance, people don't necessarily understand it. They kind of know what it is, you know, but they have lots of questions and and they don't understand, you know, title insurance isn't necessarily a sale, like it's not salesy, right? It's not like a salesy industry. At least people don't think of it that way. Right. But in the end, all businesses, you know, could definitely um, gain from getting new clients. So, you know, there's, there's always a sales aspect in all businesses, right. If you want to grow, but people definitely, I've, I have found <laughs> in doing networking that people don't quite understand title insurance. So, so that's number one. So I have to, you know, kind of get through that. But then just be clear with who you're looking for. Like, just say, hey, I'm just looking for mortgage lenders. I'm just looking to connect with mortgage lenders. Um, and, and then you never know. And then it goes right. from there. But always, always ask like what you can do for them too. And I always try to ask first because I do want to help other people, right? right. Um, you know, I, I probably try to help people more, more than they try to help me sometimes. Oh. But I mean, it's, it, you know, karma. Right. I was thinking the same thing actually. Just seconds before you said it, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
So but people I mean, remember when you help them too, um, right. you know, and, and I like helping people. So they're, you know, it's not, I have no ulterior motive to helping people, <laughs> you know, like I, I stopped from, for this lady who was on the way from my son's last baseball game. Um, this lady had a, a bicycle, but she was running with it on the side of the road, running with her bicycle rather than on her bicycle, riding it. Wow. And I'm like, what the heck? So I turned around, I pulled over. I'm like, there's something wrong with this picture. I'm like, do you need help? <laughs> and she had a flat tire. Um, but she said, you know, I literally just live right up the road. I appreciate it. I, I said, well, why are you running? I said, you know, it's not raining out or anything. She's like, I'm just trying to run to get away from the mosquitoes. She goes, the mosquitoes are eating me alive. So I gave her my, my, um, insect repellent that I just happened to have because I was at my son's baseball game, but you know, so it's just like that. Like you just help people and don't expect anything in return. Like just help, help people. I mean, I think if we were all more like that, the world would be a better place, but that's, that's a little side tangent. Sorry. No, but I, I think what's important about that is, right, we can tell that you're, you're both very authentic, right? And also you're very approachable. Mm-hmm. So that's also what's, I think, very important in networking is, right, you want people, ideally, you want people to want to connect with you, right? right. That they, they they might not understand what you do. I mean, the good thing right. is everybody has heard, pretty much heard of title insurance, right? If you've bought a house, you know, it's something right. that goes on. So so right. it's, not, it's not totally alien. Right. Um, Right. right. So the, the, and then, so once you say, Hey, I'm looking for more, I want to meet mortgage lenders. Everybody can figure that part out. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is of them connecting with you, right. Is you seem approachable. You seem often, you know, like you, you're willing to be helpful. Right. And then, then that makes them want to connect. And then, you know, from there, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Right. But I can say, if you're not authentic too, don't try to be authentic because people, people see right through it. Yes. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> Exactly. You're probably better off being your authentic self, although that you know, than, than an inauthentic somebody else. Right. Right. Uh, okay. So, uh, Heather, you shared that very beautiful story about how you were a good Samaritan, literally, <laughs> to the woman running with her bike to get away from the mosquitoes, those nasty mosquitoes. Uh, so, my question is, you know, that was like an excellent. Uh, you know, uh, example, illustration of altruism and practice. So my, my question is like, yes, that was like a real life thing that happened to you, you know, uh, but that mm-hmm. is the, the question is like, uh, what are the chances of doing that in a networking event? Should you do that in a networking event? Uh, and if, if so, um, does that, and this is like a slightly um, playing the devil's advocate here slightly is, <laughs> In doing so, then are you technically jeopardizing your mission, which is to, let's say, meet, you know, like the people that you want to meet? Because mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, I'll paint a picture for you. Let's say you're having a conversation with someone. Uh, they kind of know what you do. It looks like they might be able to help you in the future. Now, from the corner of your eye, you notice somebody and you, you're seeing that, you know, maybe they're like yeah. lost or hapless looking or whatever. So the question is, like, do you kind of um, pause this conversation, go and help them, finish the conversation, then go and help them, or just stay in the flow with this conversation because it's a really good conversation? I think that's, that's a great, great question. I mean, so I, I'll preface it with this. I think it depends, right? Like if, if somebody walks in and they're kind of looking lost, I think, you know, 
they could probably figure it out. I mean, if it goes on for way too long, you know, I'll certainly be like, you know, excuse me. I think I really think I have to help this person. I've done that before. Um, because I think other people also appreciate it. It's showing the, it's showing the person who you are right as a person. Um, and people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right. We all know that. Um, but if, so may, so maybe that's not necessarily a great example, but definitely if somebody fell off a stool <laughs> and, you know, I, I'd run over no problem, you know, without, without even giving a second thought to <laughs> the person I was talking to, that's you know, um, and if they disappeared, uh, you know, I mean, everything happens for you. a reason, I guess, but you know, it, it depends if it was an emergency, somebody fell or whatever really got hurt, then of course, um, but I if think they were looking lost, you know, like I said, it kind of depends on how long it goes on for if I'm noticing it out of the corner of my eye and, you know. But it, it's a great way of sort of conveying your inner, uh, char- your personal characteristics to the person you're talking to, right? They right. can really see you in action, right? Because I mean, I mean, let's be blunt, right? But, but this is just the three of us here, right? <laughs> Anybody can say, I like to help people. And right. people say it all the time. Yes. Right? And, yeah. and that's part of the yeah. inauthentic, Correct. right? Yep. Whereas... If, if, you know, if, if you were chatting with somebody and an emergency happened and you were the first one to react, right. then, then the person you're talking to, oh my God, that, you know, right. Heather really does want to help people. Right. And, yep. and also you want, you want, I assume you want to attract people who, who want to meet people who want to help people. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a way of sort of, you know, we talk a lot in the podcast about filtering. Yeah. How, how do you meet the people that you want to meet right. and, and connect with? Yep. And, and, and sort of avoid the others. Yes. Right. You know, like, like I, I think I told you initially when we first met Victor was I like people with good energy. Like that's right. who I am attracted to. Right. Um, right. And, and so I want more, I definitely want to attract more of those people. Yes. So yeah, you would, I think you attract who you want to attract. Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, people and who, and, and who, who are more like you. Right. And I think that and that's very pragmatic because um, that the people with good energy, I think are more likely to help you. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that's good. That, that, so that, that all fits together. Right. Is that, you know, with, with that strategy in mind, then right. that, um, that's terrific. Yeah, so that's, that's great. So, so Heather, we right really there, appreciate right taking there. the time. Uh, I, I think we've really covered a lot of ground, a, a lot of really helpful tips. You know, I think about the you know networking events and trade right. shows and so on. And get out there and help people. Just do it. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> no excuses. Just do it. Just go help people. Excellent. There's plenty of people that need help. <laughs> that's definitely the theme here. Help people, and I, th- I think that's something that you know none of our guests before. I mean, you're the first person I guess to really z- focus in on that issue. So that, I think that's a great place to. Wrap it up. What do you think, Rajiv? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, you know, there were, uh, Heather, you've actually, in a way, given us a very holistic view, as well as a very grounded view Hmm. of being not just good at networking, but being a human, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, if aliens are listening, please take note. This is what it takes to be a human. (laughs) A good one, at least. Right, right. It's a good human, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'll just point out real quick, too, like, helping people doesn't always mean stopping on the side of the road to help people. Sometimes helping people just means to say hi to them and ask them how they are. 
and whether you're at a networking event or not, just, you know, stop, say hi and ask people how they are. How are you? I mean, it That's goes a, a long way. Sometimes you never know what kind of day somebody's having. Yes. Excellent. That's great. Very true. Very true. So yeah, Heather, this has been a real pleasure. You really have shared with us very generously from your playbook. And I'm sure that our listeners will greatly benefit from this conversation. And I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And we look forward to the comments that they share because we always ask people, please try out everything that we're seeing and let us know. Did it work? Did it not work? How did it mm -hmm. work? Tell us your experience. So right. we're always looking for that feedback. So um, so with that, Heather, yeah, this has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, we would love to have you on the show, you know, in the future to kind of keep in touch with you. To find yeah, I would love to amazing, come back. Thank you. Yeah, what amazing things you're up to and things like that. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. For Thank sure, you, Heather. For it's sure. been great. Yeah, it's been awesome. Please send us your comments and questions about networking by posting them in the comments below. Or for a quick response, email us at dintlearn at harvard at gmail.com. Please like, comment, and subscribe. It means the world to us. Try today's networking nugget and tell us whether it worked or if you hate it or if you'd like us to brainstorm a solution for you, no charge. That's our way of saying thank you for supporting us by listening and sharing our content with people you care about. That's all this week from Rajiv and Victor. Thanks for listening to Things I Didn't Learn at Harvard. Hopefully you learned something here today.